Comics. Movies. Music. Video games. Technology. Blu-ray. Television. This is the HHW LOD Podcast Network. The world we know is gone. No Facebook. No Twitter. No smartphones. No podcasts. In a world ruled by the dead, we are finally forced to start living. Good evening and welcome to the Walking Dead TV podcast, episode 68. I am Brad. With me is Russ. How you doing, Russ? Good. I'm doing well. Awesome. We are here to bring you another one of our lovely commentaries. This time it is for the episode entitled Better Angels. I am decked out in my Walking Dead t-shirt because I am so excited. Now I should clarify. I didn't say walking. I said walking. It's a uh, zombie Christopher walking with uh, the words walking dead underneath him. It's pretty awesome. Fantastic. I'm so excited. We're about, what, a month away? Yeah, almost exactly. I think, what is it, ten- December 17th? As of this recording? No, I guess it's December 14th. So. O- October. October fourteenth. Thank you. You putting extra words in there. Man, I wish I, I'm so excited that I want it to be that much sooner. Let's pull back the curtain. We here at the Walking Dead TV podcast care about you, the listener, so much that we are actually doing double duty tonight. Let me explain. Russ and I, being in one time zone, are recording this episode commentary for you in another completely different time zone. Jim, Jordan, and special guest Aaron from the Out Now with Aaron and Abe podcast, they are recording the previous to this episode commentary that you heard recently concerning 18 Miles Out. We're actually recording them on the same night. We had the time. We thought, let's knock two out because for you, the listener, we will go above and beyond the call of duty. And Brad, not only are we in the same time zone, but we're actually in the same state. I should have said that because that, that would have automatically let people know that we are in the same time zone as well. So, yes, we are in the great state of Texas right now. And Go I think Cowboys. even though Jim and Jordan are in different states on the East Coast, they're probably almost mileage-wise <laughs> as close to each other as, as Brad and I are with as big as Texas is. Yeah, well, it's about four-hour drive between our homes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ish. All right, so let's just get down to brass tacks. But before we do, as always, our lovely podcast is sponsored by Discount Comic Book Service. Absolutely, like always. And they continue to have fantastic deals on all their great stuff. Some stuff they wanted us to particularly mention this month is Dark Horse Special of the Month is Mike Richardson and Stan Sakai's 47 Ronin number 1 at 50% off. So 
fantastic. I mean, R- Richardson not only is the head honcho over at Dark Horse and has been pretty much since the beginning, but Stan Sakai, if you're not, if you've never read uh, Yusagi uh, Ujimbo, uh, it's it's a it's a fantastic tale. It's written and drawn by Stan Sakai, um, so I'm I'm actually really looking forward to this. It's it's a it's kind of their take on the the age old story of Forty Seven Ronin. Um, so it looks to be, I think that's going to be a really, really good one to check out. Um, all of the new DC trades and hardcovers uh, for September's order are all 50% off. So, again, huge discount this month on all of those DC um, hardcovers and trades, especially with the new 52. They're kind of in their wave two of the of the trades and hardcovers with a lot of that stuff. So definitely uh, check that out. Um, the Marvel Now, there's a bundle of Marvel Now titles uh, that are going to be 50% off this month if you if you order them all. So if you're if you're into what uh, Marvel's going to be doing with the reboot, uh, you can definitely check that out. Also, don't forget if you're into the digital thing, if you if if print is not your bag, man, you can earn five percent of your Comicsology orders if you go through DCBS's portal on their homepage. Um, so go to DCBService.com. You can uh, click the link over to their Comicsology portal. You place your order and you get five percent um, of a of a discount that you can apply to a DCBS order. So maybe you don't find anything this month you want. Maybe you you know you're into the digital, but every so often you see there's a hardcover, a trade. Maybe there's a you know a cool thing in previews that you want to order. Maybe a Walking Dead statue or something. You can earn enough credit over time that you can you can maybe get back to even make it even cheaper than the fifty percent off. So again, five percent off if you um, if you order with your Comixology account through DCBS. Uh, some Walking Dead stuff that I hi- that we want to highlight. So we always try and uh, highlight all the Walking Dead stuff. So this month is uh, the debut of the new trade, Volume 17, Something to Fear. So this includes the most recent arc that finished up with uh, Issue 100 and all the great and big doings on that happened in that arc that came to a, a close with Issue, I guess, 102, I think, was the, was the end of that. It's 40% off, eight ninety nine if you pre-order it through DCBS. And not only do they have Volume 17, but they have resolicited every single volume of The Walking Dead in trade paperback. So that's 1 through 17. And every volume is eight ninety nine, all 40% off, except for Volume 1, which was, you know, Volume 1 for a lot of that image stuff is, all, is always nine ninety nine. So you can get Volume 1 if you're still waiting, and I can't believe anybody out there hasn't at least read Volume 1 of Walking Dead at this point. But if you haven't and you've been waiting, 40% off, you can get it for five ninety nine. So again, all 17 volumes on sale um, ready for you to buy at dcbservice.com another new item they have is the uh, Walking Dead the covers hardcover volume 2 that, that's a mouthful and again Ooh, I've got volume 1 and it's awesome yeah. I didn't realize volume 2 is coming out so that's, I'm going to hop on that yeah yeah so it's really cool it's kind of weird concept to have a, a hardcover of nothing but covers but there's some pretty cool uh, covers to The Walking Dead, especially for those of us that have been reading it in trade, uh, that we don't get the single issues. So having a, a nice volume that just goes through all those covers. Tony Moore, even though he didn't uh, continue to draw the monthly book, continued for quite some time to do a lot of the covers. Um, and, of course, Charlie Adler has a lot of good covers. So that's a really cool uh, cool book. Fourteen ninety nine for that hardcover, Volume 2. And they resolicited Volume 1 as well, also fourteen ninety nine. So, again, a um, lot of cool Walking Dead stuff in addition to the regular monthly specials they have. So DCBService.com, we thank them, as always, for their support. Yes, we do. Just one more note on those covers, books, at least in the first volume. Uh, Robert Kirkman and whichever artist, I think... 
I, I want to say it. All of Tony Moore's were in that first book, and then some of Charlie Adler's made it into that. I could be very wrong, but the artists uh, and Robert Kirkman, they each on each page, each cover, they they had a little just some text from the artist about that, or 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 Kirkman about that particular cover. So just some insight on uh, on those is it's pretty cool. Okay, let's do this. This is Better Angels. This is episode twelve of season two uh in the previous episode which the name of it escapes me at the moment we saw the beloved dale bite the dust and our good buddy norman reedus i'm sorry daryl dixon put poor dale out of his misery that was a powerful episode so we are hit with two powerful episodes in a row and we are going to get going on this so cue up your digital file of choice or if you've held on to these episodes until the dvd blu-rays were released we're going to queue up our files like a half a second into from the fade up from black so what you should see is a dirt road speeding by as soon as you see it fade up pause it going to see a dirt road speeding by there's some fence posts on the left and side left uh, and right side of the roads and we're going to start right there literally the the thing just faded up from black boom pause okay so depending on what medium you're using you're going to be at a different time so let's just all get to that place and when you're ready uh then we will start we'll count how do y'all do it russ i've been a while is it three two one go or three two and then go. We do three, two, one, and then unpause. And when we say unpause, you hit your finger on the trigger. Okay, so here we go, ladies and gentlemen. Better angels. Three, two, one, unpause. All right. Truck just drove into frame. I love that we start with this really cool tracking shot. Um, yeah, it's awesome. Again, we've, we've talked about it in other commentaries that I think the directing on this show... And I mean, you know, there's been a lot of talk about budget and things like that, but I really think that the direction of the show has really improved as, as time goes by. This is some really good cinematography. I just really am impressed with the show as it, as it moves along. We have our funeral for Dale here. Some nice words from Rick. Rick always seems to be the man when it comes to words, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah, Definitely. I'm going to take this opportunity to silence my cell phone while I'm thinking about it. There we go. Carl's such a good actor. It's funny how we call them by their character names instead of their real names. Yeah, yeah. And just nice as can be in person, too. I mean, we talked about that as well, meeting these folks at conventions at times. He's always happy to have people come over and talk to him. So if you're ever at a con and nervous about going up and talking to any of these guys, um, especially Chandler Riggs, he's usually there with his dad and his brother, um, you know, please do. You know, they love to, to talk to fans. So so go on up and, uh, and chat them up with them. We just saw some of these dudes walking through the woods, and uh, Shane still has, still looks like he just got his ass kicked by Rick, you know, in the, in the 18 miles out. He has bruises and scratches on his face and stuff. There's some nice slow motion work here of them walking up to the zombies in the field. Oh, now it's fast. T-Dog. Oh, my goodness. 
Andrea with the pitchfork. Nice juxtaposition of calm funeral and then this dirty work having to take out zombies. Yeah, and it's just it's such a contrast because you know when they oh, go yeah. when they go to the funeral, everybody's we're close up on everybody's face and everybody's just kind of standing there. And then we cut over to to these wider shots of them, you know, beating down the zombies. Uh, I'm reminded all of a sudden of that scene in Office Space when they're destroying the printer out in the field. Damn, it feels good to be a gangster. (laughs) Uh, Oh, my goodness. There's some awesome makeup special effects in this show, man. I haven't seen this episode since it aired. Yeah, me either. Me either. Which is what I like doing with the commentaries because yeah. you know you can sometimes you can just get so into it that uh, you know I, I like sometimes having the the fresh reaction. While the opens playing here, let's take this opportunity to say thanks for nothing. Uh, thanks for nothing, Dish Network. You left me and Russell in the cold. Yeah, we're high and dry. Um, and I hope that gets resolved here soon. Hopefully, as you're listening to it, I really think it's going to get resolved. Um, there's just way too much money, uh, and I think AMC's really going to, or the, the sponsors are really going to go after them to to uh, uh, on rates if they don't. So I, sh- I sure hope so, man. I wonder when those shots of them going out and taking out zombies that was interspersed. I wonder when that takes place. Like, I don't know, don't suppose it really matters, but like maybe they just got done doing it. I think so. And then they're back in. Yeah, that's what I think. Let out some aggression. Uh, you know, get that out of their system before they come back and mourn for their friends. And Shane is just messed up. Well, Rick is too. He's got some. He's got some uh, cuts and scrapes from their from their tiff. Oh yeah. I love that. Rick just this is what's happening. He's he's in charge. He's fully in control. Yeah, I've really enjoyed watching uh, Rick's character develop into somebody that we're you know used to. If having read the books for so long, yeah, it's funny when we did the commentary last for Nebraska. It was uh, Jim, Aaron, and I, and we uh, we really went on about that being kind of the pivotal moment, and just that that moment with Rick in the bar was just. Uh, yeah, I'm like sorry, a, I missed that one because that was that was one of my favorite scenes all season. I, I was telling those guys that's some of my probably some of the best tension TV moments ever. I mean. It's just, you know it's coming. It was just incredible. And I like that... Herschel's kind of coming into the fold too. You know, it's it's a lot more evident that he's on board with Rick. He he has more trust of Rick, 
and he's you know uh, you know right there by him yeah and he earlier he said we should have moved y'all inside the house you know weeks ago he he realizes now that he was wrong that they have strength numbers and um he's really come around to valuing what rick has to say about things and, and i think herschel for me is one of those characters that i really enjoy more on the show than i do in the book like the way they've they've evolved him on the show and put him in the forefront and you know i think it's just the acting you know behind it it just really impresses me well to me they don't feel like the same characters exactly um yeah in the book herschel is kind of more of a background character things happen to him instead of making it instead of him making things happen which is what the herschel in the tv show is more like and uh, i really dig it Uh oh, Carl, you little minx! He's like, "Hey, man, I got the hat. Now I got the gun." Yeah, he's. T- uh, this is right. He's telling. He's telling Shane that he'd seen the Walker in the. Swamp, because this the that Walker was the one that ended up killing Dale. Yeah, he feels guilty. And I think too, part of it is Carl sees his dad as maybe a little weak, and that's you know again why he took the gun, why he's gone to Shane. Um, you know, I don't think his opinion of Rick at this point is is quite as high as I think it's going to become. I would agree. I mean, when couple episodes ago when might have been last episode not sure when Wendell was in the barn and Rick had the gun up to his head and he didn't know Carl was right there but he turned and saw Carl watching and Carl says go ahead dad do it you know and he ended up not doing it but Carl Carl's got some some stones you know he's oh yeah had to grow up you know a lot uh, sooner and in a horrible way than kids are supposed to. Better Angels, brought to you by Hyundai. Yeah, really. That doesn't bother me as much as some people. I mean... No, it it, it never bothered me, honestly. Um, I never, honestly, didn't notice it until you guys brought it up. I tend to notice it more on TV shows when they purposely block out the logo of the car when you know exactly what car manufacturer it is. So to me, when it's there, it just seems natural. Ladies and gentlemen, Lauren Cohan. It's one of T-Dog's six lines in the entire season. Yeah, that's really the... I, I've i heard rumor that that's going to change, and I'm hopeful that it will change. Yeah, I have my theories about where T-Dog ends up next season.
again, I like Herschel making a point of, you know, she said it's your house and he said, no, it's a home, you know, and Herschel wants, you know, knowing what's coming, he wants her to be comfortable. <laughs> I love that. The couch is bad. Yeah. He's a good man deep down. Yeah. But he's had to, you know, like any dad, you know, we're going to do whatever we have to to protect our kids. This lady just doesn't know what she wants. Those are some pretty powerful nails if he's able to nail that wood into that metal like that. <laughs> yeah, I'm thinking maybe there's some TV magic going on right about now. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But it's an awesome lookout spot. I mean, I really think oh, that's yeah. a cool, you know, way to use that. You know, like her character or not, Sarah Wayne Callies does a really good job with this, with this character and these emotions and being a mom and being a woman and trying to balance it all. I, she's a very capable actress. Yeah, yeah. I just I think the issues I have with her character aren't definitely aren't her competency as a as a as an actress. It's more just how they're writing her in this show. I just I think if there's a weak spot for me personally in the show, it's it's the way they write Lori. Dig the knife a little deeper. She's trying to be sympathetic, but and John Bernthal's just such a great actor. Oh, I think you did thank him. It's funny because if I was in that situation, I'd be like, what do you expect me to do with this information? It's like you're coming to me telling me all this, stirring everything all back up again. What do, you know, what do you expect me to do? I, you know, I'd be all twisted up. I mean, you, you know, can't blame them for going a little off the deep end.
Norman Reedus squints a lot. <laughs> he knows what's up. Yeah, he does. He's a smart guy. Yep. Man, Shane's in such a tough spot, you know. He's he's trying to be Rick's friend. He's in love with his best friend's wife. He cares about his son. Would love to be the son's father, but here he is trying to steer the son back to the dad and steer the dad back to the son. It you know and it's then, all- and then he You know, it's like he never agrees with anything Rick says, but he's got to be torn. I mean, we've all had friends that forever that we love dearly, and yet they drive us insane. You know, that's exactly what he's going through right now. Yeah, and it's almost like their Shane is maybe that was the turning point, right? Maybe if if Rick had opened up to him and was a little more agreeable to what Shane was trying to tell him about Carl – and taking his advice that maybe that would have been enough for Shane to turn the other cheek or to, you know, to understand his place in their relationship. And then Rick being defensive, rightfully so, um, you know, with all the emotions that he's going through, kind of rejects it. And then, you know, we could see the look on Shane's face as he walked away a second ago, you know, that that okay he's like okay there's there's no place for me here there's just nothing i can do to make this any better and now here they are trying to fill dale's shoes yeah trying to fix something that nobody knows anything about except dale i kind of like that we got the the long shot on on andrea you know glenn was the one fixing and doing work and stuff but you know, they focused on her, not on, you know, what he was doing, just to get, you know, her reaction and her shot for it. And she's just remembering Dale and knows that, yeah, so she just said he was proud of you. And she knows that Glenn's trying to take up the slack and that he misses Dale and. It's so different how things ended up between the two of them than they the way they did in the comic. Yeah, yeah. But that's the beauty of the show. We just don't. We think we know where it's going, and then boom.
That reminds me of the Coke commercial where the old Steeler threw the kid his jersey. Me and Joe Green. Right. So all he did was tighten a couple screws, right? That's what seemed like. There you yeah, they did it. Random people we'll never see again. <laughs> yeah, who was that dude with the hammer? <laughs> I mean, seriously, was that Jimmy or whatever? Yeah, I think so. It's like on Lost, right? There's always like two people in the background that show up and you never see them again. Well, they did have a bunch of people on the island. But I'm I'm serious. I don't that didn't look like Jimmy. It probably was, but I didn't recognize him. I like this scene. Yeah. Again, nice father, son. Up close and personal, you know, real tight, tight shot. How come Carl's head is the same size as his dad's head? Genetics? <laughs> is that even possible for a 10-year-old to have the same size head as as your dad? Uh, probably not, but it's probably fairly fairly close. I don't think your head really grows that much. Well, I've got a large head. My my dad's cowboy hats won't fit me. And then the hats that fit me swallow his head. It's pretty funny, actually. I'm so glad I'm not caught in the middle of a zombie apocalypse. I would just be a basket case. You'd learn quickly. I like that, what he's telling Carl. He's like, I'm tired, son. I yeah, I need your help. Please take it. That's a sign of trust, and that's probably one that Carl needed. And of course, it comes back in a big way at the end of this episode. Yeah, I, one of the things, uh, not to, not to spoil too much, but but a similar scene happened in the comics and played out a little bit differently. And I kind of like the drama that that caused in the comics amongst uh, Rick and Lori more so than than uh, than in the TV show. You think Randall's wetting his pants right now? Probably so. This is the moment when I saw this scene right here. I was like, okay, he's off the deep end. He's completely lost it. There's no coming back for him. Yeah, and you're right earlier that conversation between him and Rick. That was the spark. I'll tell you what, Bernthal can say more by saying nothing than I think any of the other actors on this show. Yeah, he can. Yeah, you're absolutely right. He's got some great looks. And then hitting himself in the head, that's pretty wild. 
Yeah, it's a little like taxi driver thing going on or something like that. It's so crazy how his mind works. He's ready to kill him. And then he feels sorry for him. It's just like somebody's flipping a switch somewhere inside Shane's head. Off and on, off and on. Yeah. This may be a clue. Do you think this is a clue coming up? Governor called. You're off the hook. Yeah. Yeah, I, th- I think so. We, we speculated. I don't know. <laughs> oh, hell no. Some cool work there with the uh, black and the quick shots of the leaves. It's so crazy to watch Shane fall apart right in front of us. Yeah. And ultimately, he was right. I mean, especially about, you know, about the kid. I mean, he was right. Yeah. Turned them off like a switch. And if memory serves, and I didn't hear it just now, but because I've got the volume down, but didn't we hear like bone cracking? Like oh yeah, he broke broke yeah. his neck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude's nuts. Yep. Banging himself into a tree. He's starting to look like a zombie already. Mm-hmm. Daryl's like, oh, no.
I love it too because we could tell Daryl ain't buying any of it from word go. Yeah, really. Carol's such a worry wart. That's a cool shot. Just the four of them side by side like that, marching out. Yeah, that was. Yeah, very cool. Like a like a you know, western, you know, gunslinger moment. And now we find out Daryl's a master detective also. Yeah. And again, I like that you see Daryl and, and and Rick are kind of on the same page. Like, he may not, he knows something's up. He doesn't trust it. But Rick's kind of calling the shots and leading the direction. He's like, okay, I'll, I'm, I'm with you. I'm, I'm going along with it. And I think that's just a really, I, I just, I like, I mean, you know, we've talked a little bit about Daryl's character and where it's gone from the beginning to the end. But I, I personally like the direction he's going. I think without you know without um Shane being around I think he, he's going to become stronger but not a threat to Rick and then we're not going to have that dynamic constantly going on I think I think it's going to take it in a really cool and, and interesting way Yeah I agree I think we're going to see you know uh, we've seen a lot of Daryl this season but you know with Shane gone there will be more, and Dale gone. There'll be more spotlight. Of course, we're getting a bunch of new characters also this season. But you know, somebody's got to fill the the Dale and the Shane gap, and who else is that going to be? T Dog. Well, let's hope we get more of him too. No, agreed. I think T-Dog's character is going to end up surprising everybody. I think so, too. I think so, too. There's so much I want to say, but I'm just not going to right now. You can tell Rick is starting to understand what's going on here. Yep. Keep Shane in front of him, staying behind him, not keeping taking his eye off him.
I love that. He just has that look on his face like this this just doesn't make sense. Like something's not something's not right here. A little dust up right here. How do you how can you tell that? He's a master tracker. Don't question the Redis. Again, with that, more confirmation that you don't have to be bitten to be to become a walker. You just need to die. Right. And, of course, this also gives nice shot. This also gives Daryl some more information. Yep. Trying to figure out the situation. He started to decompose, I guess, pretty quick. I mean, the eyes started sinking back already and everything. I can't buying it. Nope. I think it's awesome how Daryl's not afraid of the zombie. He just just any zombie he comes up, you know, dead inactive so he'll just manhandle yep and i think this i took a little weird because i don't know if maybe he just didn't want to verbalize it at this point but he has to know what happened like but he he's like oh this just doesn't you know doesn't make sense or you know this you know it's it's like he sees something that doesn't jive and you know he has to know what's going on but he doesn't say it out loud so i was, i just thought that was a little little odd Well, if he said it, they would it would spoil it for the viewer. Yeah, but I think at that point the viewer knew it, right? I mean, you know, they saw him. Yeah, but I think it would take part of the tension away. Yeah, maybe he didn't want to get Glenn all riled up, but... And this is the thing that's kind of crazy. I mean, at this point, you can see the look on Rick's face. You know he knows what's coming yet he still walked in front of Shane like he still put him to put his back to him and if memory serves they ended up being pretty dang close to the house again yeah 
which is kind of crazy. I love that he just puts his gun back in his holster. I think in his heart of hearts, he he was willing to give Shane the benefit of the doubt to his own detriment. You know, he put his gun away. He put his back to him. You know, he just he really thought he'd either be able to talk him down or, you know, get him into a spot where he could have the advantage again. It's got to be unnerving for Shane to see. Rick putting himself in the line of fire. Again, I think it it shows how Rick's character has evolved at this point because it's almost like no fear. You know, he knows it's either going to happen or it's not going to happen. And he's, he's willing to just not take a step back and just try and get him to calm down. He's, he's in his face. He's up in front. He's confronting him head on. I think he knows that this is, it's going down right here, right now. And he'd rather just have it done with the two of them where they are than have it be, you know, some kind of confrontation where Lori or Carl or one or any of the others are around. Ouch. He's playing his honor against him. I mean, he knows he's taking a chance anyway that that Shane won't kill an unarmed man. And he knows, you know, I think too, he, he thinks, you know, maybe part of this is suicide by cop, right? You know, Shane maybe has no intention of shooting him. But he's going to keep egging him on and egging him on and egging him on until he does it because Shane knows maybe that there's no way out for him. You know, he's played out all his cards and he's done. I love this too because at this point, I don't think Rick has any doubt in his own mind that Shane's going to die. Like, Shane's not walking back to that farm. He knows no. without a doubt. Of course not. Yeah. See, look at him. Look at his right hand. Yep. He knew exactly what he was doing. Yep. Lulling him into a false sense of security. 
maybe the two, I think Rick felt he owed it to him, right? I mean, if, if he's going to do it, he's going to make sure it's up close and personal and not, you know, off from a distance and just let it happen. He's going to get up close and personal and, 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 you know, kind of man up. I mean, you know, Shane calls him weak and that he's, you know, his family's weak because he's weak. And I think it's the complete opposite. I mean, for a man to be able to, to do that, I mean, that's, that, you know, that whole sequence took, took guts and strength and everything else. I like this. Yeah, this really took me by surprise. Yeah. Look at him steaming. Yep. Never noticed that the first time. You got to know Rick's just waiting. Yep. But just that whole inner perspective thing, it was just so bizarre. Just just really interesting. It's almost like you're getting, you know, Shane's slip into into becoming a, a walker. Didn't we see a little bit of that with Jim? Yeah, yeah, we did. See, now this, this right here, this scene, it took me a couple of times to figure out kind of what was going on here with Carl. Yeah, see, I didn't have, I know there was a lot of talk about it, but it didn't really, it, it, again, I, I live out in the country and you can be real far away from somebody, hear something that's not very loud, but the sound just travels. And I can totally, totally get that. But see, another problem I had was he raised his gun a long time before we saw Shane hop up off the ground there. But yep. maybe he just saw Shane wiggling around on the ground. Could be. See how close they are to the house? Yeah. That did seem a little odd, honestly. But uh, I guess, you know, again, he kind of took him in a circle on purpose. Yeah. Heard we just saw in the woods, and the this herd here, we get a little uh, we get a little more exposure to him at the beginning of next episode. Indeed, that was such a good episode. It was. It was. That was. Uh, that that was just as nerve-wracking just now <laughs> knowing you know exactly how it turned out with the sound down it's just as nerve-wracking than as it was watching it the first time yeah and you know like we said that i some of the best performances we've seen from you know shane and from rick uh you know andrew lincoln and and um um uh, John Bernthal. John Bernthal, thank you. 
So that leaves one more episode. And uh, we're definitely going to review that one. And we'll probably have another news episode before the season starts up again in October. What did you say, October 14th? October 14th. Come on, Dish. Don't leave me and Russ hanging. Yeah. And I'm sure several of our listeners as well. Oh, yeah. No doubt. No doubt. Yeah, so it's... uh. You know, we're almost back in the in the swing of of the weekly thing. I mean, you'll get, like I said, you'll get three commentaries here in September. You'll get the kind of the the intro show, which will give us the last little tidbits of trailers and interviews and behind the scenes stuff uh, that we'll we'll have, and then uh, then the season starts, and we'll be back to uh, to weekly. And supposedly, it's going to be one heck of a roller coaster. Yeah, and sixteen episodes. I mean, that's again. You know, we, first we got six, then we got thirteen, and now we got sixteen. So, kudos. probably divided into half, like it was last season. Yeah, yeah, which is fine. You know, I really don't mind that at all. You know, the nice little break stretches it out, so you know it doesn't feel like it's such a short season. It's not like you know regular broadcast TV where they just filter in a bunch of reruns constantly. So, uh, so I think I think it works out well. Yeah, I'm okay with that too. Definitely okay with that. Thanks for joining us tonight for this commentary and uh like russ said we uh will be back with one more commentary for the final episode beside the dying fire and then uh we'll get back with news and we'll get back in the swing of things so you guys take it easy and russ stay try to stay cool down there in south texas you do the same in north texas all righty buddy talk to you later sounds good